Hey, it's Friday. What's up, everybody? Email Geeks. It's another episode of Feedback Friday, and I am here with Sue Cho, head of lifecycle marketing at Calm, and also former EDM musician that I just found out. So freaking rad. And I'm really glad to have you here. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Matthew. Yeah, this is awesome. We're going to have a great episode today. I'm a big, big fan of Calm. Not only the emotion and the state of being, but also the app and the product. And uh, we're going to walk through some emails here today. And I'm super excited about it. So one of the things, Sue, that I'd, I'd love to connect with is I'm going to walk through sort of my feelings about some of the email, but I would love for you to tell a story around it. Like, help us understand how you landed here and some of what you're learning. Does that sound like a good way to move through this? Absolutely. Sweet. All right. So one of the things that I really appreciated about this, this is a great example of, you know, this is this uh, typography up top is not the typical typography for calm. You broke some of like the the typical stuff here, but it feels in family. And this is a thing that a lot of brands don't know how to do. Either they will try every freaking thing under the moon and it's gross and it just doesn't make sense because it's completely not cohesive, or they will always stick to the exact perfect little set and it feels rigid. Very few brands know how to do what I think of, what I was taught by Ron Lewis, who is the guy who was responsible for the main movement for the MailChimp brand. And he taught me to really think about brand as family and a family, a group, you know, not one thing, but just, you know, does it feel like it's in the family? Does it feel like it belongs? Is it a sister? Is it a cousin? Is it a stepbrother? Like, what is it? Well, it's part of the family, and this feels like that. And so I loved this because it, it was like a unique moment in time, and it was this quality of like, how can you help people rest? How can you help people think a little differently as we're dealing with some of the COVID stuff, and it's an uncertain time, as the email you know describes. It just felt like, ah, oh, man, this font feels like it connects with this easiness, this feeling I want. And I, I love that. So right off the bat, this tone, this feeling, and then just consistently in, in your emails, lots of things that, that work really well together. So first, this meditate iconography up here, the same uh, tonality, same gradient as the button, just little details. So that's something that I learned in my art days and in visual language of something called repetition and variation. So repeat something, be consistent, but repeat it, but vary it. And so you create this, your eye goes from the icon down to the button and nobody's sitting there reading this going, wow, look how it makes my eye move. <laughs> you know, they just feel it, right? But I love how relaxed it is. And then also the hierarchy of the text is fantastic. So this quality of being able to move from a scannable headline Easy to read, body copy, and then a CTA. Headline, body copy, CTA. And just keep moving down through those. And then these really elegant album-like feelings for the Calm uh, recordings that I can go in and learn more about. And just leading me through those sort of step-by-step, -step, lots of breathing room. 
and also this singularity. So this quality of just leading me down one thing at a time, which if these emails were busy, it would be the exact opposite of what I want to achieve through the application. So everything about the hierarchy and about the design, to me, feels so in line with the brand ethics that you know are coming through. And then to finish it here with these quotes and this sensibility, somebody who looks the way I want to feel. And that's just feels fantastic, you know, and just I love Naira, Nahira, Wahid. I'm not sure how to say her name. She's got a cool name. Matthew Smith is way too easy to say. <laughs> but man, I love her poetry and I follow her online and, and on Instagram and just beautiful stuff. So I love seeing it repeated here. And then, you know, just this little piece of calling out, hey, we're here too, you know, and we'd like you to connect with our community. I I just was really impressed. And then it continues. This is one of the longer emails that Calm has, I think. But I think it does a really nice job of just staying consistent and giving me a sense of like, okay, sometimes a schedule is helpful when things are kind of crazy and feel a little bit off. Give me a schedule. Give me something to do, something that I know I can look forward to. And boom, we're finished. And beautiful. Look how short and simple this footer is. So many email footers are the worst. It's the trash heap of the internet. And this isn't. And I'm grateful for that. So tell me a little bit about how you came to some of these conclusions and and how this is working, what you've learned along the way. Well, first of all, thank you, Matthew, for all of the compliments and the deep (laughs) dive into the work that me and the team do here at Calm. Really appreciate that. The first thing I want to start with, I'll just go from top to bottom, is the header. And when I first joined Calm, one of the things that I noticed about our emails was that they did not feel like our app or our social presence. If you ever scroll through our Instagram, it's just at Calm. Most of the most engaging content that we have on there is called a quote square, where it's a beautiful image with something that you know, a quote, a quote that relaxes you, that helps you remind you of mindfulness. And those get the most shares. Those go viral, obviously. So I wanted to emulate that feeling as soon as someone opened up the email. And some will argue and say, well, that takes up a big chunk of the top. Well, that's kind of the point. I want I want to interrupt someone's inbox. One of the lines that we use a lot at Calm is stop scrolling. And that's almost Mm. what we want people to do when they see this email. We want a pause of, oh, what's happening here? That's right. The sacred pause. Yes, the sacred pause. Take breath is just so simple. And when the whole COVID thing happened, Calm took about a week to decide very thoughtfully on Mm. what our position would be. We knew people were very stressed and anxious and uncertain And we wanted to be a place of refuge. We did not want to be a place that reminded people of everything that was going on. So that's how the header came to be of rest Mm. here. And I love how deeply you went into the font because that's actually hand-drawn by our visual, our senior visual designer, Jenna. Incredible. She is clearly talented. Hand lettering is really difficult. And this is wonderfully well done. Yeah. And this email, I actually excused a lot of my email best practices for the sake Mm. of the message and the marketing materials because I felt that that was more important. For example, the header, because it was a hand-drawn image, 
it's all image based. And when you were, when you and I were chatting before, one of the things I tried to maintain was ensuring that we use as much text and overlay text on top of background. But for here, we were utilizing this across our blog, across our social posts, and it just made sense. So sorry, best practices, but. No, that's a really good example of being able to be flexible, right? That like, I'm not opening up the alt here, but like, I know that you think of those kinds of things too, right? And so there are ways and times to use images and there are opportunities when we don't need to. So I appreciate that flexibility. That's cool. Yep. And that meditate icon, we wanted more consistency across our emails and our apps. And we actually had our product designer do Mm. a sweep through our emails to make that experience feel more consistent and cohesive. So she took those little elements like that meditate icon. That's actually the same thing that you tap on when you go to meditate in the app. So we wanted to reiterate that into people's brains. And this is Feedback Friday. Not everything is perfect. And <laughs> yes, there's a lot of copy I know the in feeling. this. As a marketer, we don't want a lot of copy. Being mm. at Com for about two years now, I've learned that our audience actually loves copy. Interesting. So see, that's a great example. There's a lot of people want to say, well, what is the best way to do this? How much copy is right? right? But it's consistently, I keep coming back to, you've got to find out what your audience needs. And honestly, your audience isn't one person. It's many people. And a lot of times there's opportunities for personalization, which could include primary copy, secondary copy. Like you could have different lengths. You know, not a lot of people have personalized at that level, but that's certainly something that's available. Yep, absolutely. And we also have to think about, like, what are people wanting from us? They're wanting advice. Mm. They're wanting our words. Mm. And like I said, your curation as well. Yeah. Yeah. But this is Feedback Friday. And one feedback I have for our team and myself is that for legibility, we should have justified this text. Interesting. Yeah. The center stuff is tough, isn't it? Like this works here. Yes. But the length of this copy here makes that a little bit tough. One thing that is helpful, the fact that the length or the number of characters in this line, you probably already know this, but for our guests, it's called the measure typographically. And because it's so short and overall the width of that is short, it makes it, this pushes the limits of how far you can go with centered text. But one of the reasons it still works and isn't a, isn't like a massive violation is that it's so short or tight in width. So, but that's a good point. It's always going to be much easier to scan and read when you, when you can left justify. Yeah, it's just one of the areas that we're trying to hyper-focus on just because Mm -hmm. our copy is getting longer because that's what our audience likes and that's what our audience wants. Interesting. Oh, I also want to talk about the ordering of the content here. If you notice, the first piece of content, that big chunk above that, is actually our free resource page. This email went went out to our paid members who have full access into our app And our goal for sending an email is to get people to do a session. But given the coronavirus catastrophe, we put ourselves aside, essentially, and said we would rather point people toward this free resource that we put up for them to share 
and read and be able to utilize without having to pay for their friends and family, which was actually a debate for me (laughs) because I have to think about my goals, but I'm also a human. And so being a human trumps my business goals of, yes, this is more important for our community and for our community to spread it to their communities. So that's That's why we started with that big chunk of copy pointing to the resource page and then secondary come our sessions. It's it's very rare that we do that. Makes sense. Interesting. As we get through some of these e- other emails, let's talk about any kind of testing that you've done. What about ordering on, on these? Do you ever try and uh, reorder these and see how they perform differently? So the ordering really comes at the bottom of the email where it's mm. the list of daily comms. I see. It's at the very bottom of the email because it's the most important part of the email. Now, that Mm. may sound bass backwards, but I put it at the bottom because I know people will scroll. I know people will scroll because I put the most important thing on there and then they go through and read it. I know it's the most important thing on there because we have the ability to look at what session do people actually complete after opening an email. Interesting. To Amplitude, I have that attribution and the number one thing over and over, no matter what I put into this email, it's the daily calm. That is, Fascinating. Our, yeah, that is our number one product. So that we've experimented placing in different places and realizing, mm-hmm. wow, it really doesn't matter where we place it. People will scroll to read this thing. That's um, fascinating. Love it. And so you're creating a specific attribution from the email to the daily column to find out how well that performs. Yep. Yep. That's cool. I love that. That list of daily comms never existed. It didn't exist in the app. It didn't exist anywhere. Fascinating. I love that. But The power of email. Yeah. And what happened was we started sending these out. Well, okay. So it all started with data. I started, when I first started a comm, I said, okay, what do most people do in the app? And like I said, most people do the daily comm. And I said, well, our email should then focus more on the daily comm instead of focusing on what we think is important, which is whatever new content we're pushing out, we think is important. So that's something that I tested where I really zoned in on the daily comms and put out this listicle, which takes up a big chunk of the email length, but... When I was experimenting with that, there were some weeks where I missed because I was a team of one. I'm still a team of two, but I was a team of one and I missed something. Amazing. And um, <laughs> people wrote in and complained, like, where is my list of daily comms? I'm not, what's, what's, what, why did I not get it? They want that consistency. They needed it. They wanted yeah. it. And it didn't That's exist awesome. anywhere else. So this actually informs our product team, like, hey, maybe we should surface this in the product. That's it's right. something people are really asking for. So now, actually, that piece of daily comms is now completely automated where it pulls in from a different source. So it always changes no matter when we're sending the email. I love it. Have you found including some of these emoji like you have here has changed the way that people relate to it at all? Matthew, I wish I could (laughs) test all the fun little things. But at the speed and scale that calm moves in sometimes, yeah, no, I get it. Out the door. So the reason for those emojis is, again, it's a brand marketing moment that took precedence mm-hmm. over, you know, what I felt would have been more efficient. But sure. this email was for the Valentine's Day. Oh, time cool. That's right. Ish. Yeah. 
Yeah, we had someone custom write this poem. And we have it's it's really cool because we have people screenshotting these and putting it on their Instagram stories like it's some cool meme that they're sharing. So it's it's cool to see an email being shared like that socially. And this wasn't on Instagram. This was just for the email. It was a global campaign. But so gotcha. it was for Instagram. We we collectively chose a poem that felt it was kind of really hard sweet. to choose like a Valentine's Day poem, self-poem that wasn't all like sad and weary, but hopeful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So really yeah. that's what this email was for. Like we knew it was Valentine's Day. We don't know what people may or may not be feeling. Some people may not care. So we need to make it generic totally. enough. But yeah, sleep stories. Super we- interesting. And this is another example of utilizing the iconography from the application. That's fantastic. I love hearing this. Because it's for Valentine's Day, we wanted people to elicit compassion. Love it. Quick question here. Are you choosing a button gradient based on this imagery? We are. Okay, very cool. (laughs) I love that. And do you have a set that like you choose from or you just sort of use your best judgment? Like, how are you choosing that? We have a set. So like I said, we had our product designer, Bree, do a sweep through of our emails. And basically she gave us a swatch of stuff. Like here are the okay. color schemes here. Here's the button yep. that cor- correlates with the divider that correlates with this. Yeah. So that's what happened. We're actually um, doing away with some of these colors because our new senior visual designer is doing another sweep of our email designs yep. and have called out some colors as illegible. So some sure. Writer- Not enough contrast probably. Yeah. Yeah, so yep. some of these colors are going to go away and, and become more simpler, which honestly, like for me and my one developer that I have, um, <laughs> yes, is, is, totally. we're fine with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Well, this is just fantastic. I, I love the, you know, a lot of people are asking these days about how do you do empathy within email? And, you know, I just think this is a fantastic example of don't be tone deaf. Be be aware that there are a, a myriad different experiences. And that doesn't mean that you can't celebrate people being together, but it means also you can celebrate people being on a solo journey. Or the reality that some people want to stay solo, you know, or some people don't, like another one was like, some people don't want to have kids, you know, and there's, there's so many assumptions out there, right? And we're learning as a culture to be more, you know, diverse and inclusive in our language and not because we've got to like align with the, the word dictocrats, but instead just because we love people, we want to be caring, you know, those kinds of things. So I love the way this did that. The other one that I'm just, that is very prescient and poignant for what we're going through now, of course, is, is this Black Lives Matter email. So tell me a little bit about how you came to a conclusion about how Calm would respond to the very real present need for change from companies, from communities, et cetera. And, and how, how did you all work through this as a team? Yeah, fortunately for us, we had a good leadership team who proactively told us that they were going to make a statement, that this was wrong, that they collectively felt that they needed to speak up. And it was an awakening for management and ourselves to all learn and do better. And I know that they did a lot of work to craft an official statement, but also give marketing guidance on how we should communicate this to our communities. Mm -hmm. So I took point from there 
this is where my, again, my marketing preferences was set aside. My KPIs were set aside and I had to be a human, right? This this was a moment for us to be human and also be grateful that we're in this position that we're at a company where we can be helping people through this experience. So we wanted to make a bold statement. So Mm. like I said, our headers are supposed to be very beautiful imagery that's supposed to be inspiring. And we kind of wanted to make it a big splash and we thought it would be very impactful if we just blacked it out. And I also want to say that we have an email that goes out every Sunday. That's what our members wait and look for, for that list of daily comms. And that's usually when we talk about other things that are in the app and happening like that. And for this particular Sunday, we didn't speak about anything else but the upcoming daily comms. We actually Mm -hmm. wanted to mute the Sunday email in respect for the black communities um, blackout sure. period that yep. lasted till the seventh, I believe. Right. But we knew that we would get backlash from our community of not getting their list of daily comms. So we yeah. did the best that we could and we stripped all the other content and just did the daily comms. And this email followed up the day after the blackout period. If you notice, <laughs> this is kind of interesting. The free resources mm. for all While this campaign was sending, we actually had to edit certain things. And thankfully, we send things by time zone and we throttle things because our list is gigantic and Microsoft hates that. But we noticed that this free resource page, if you click on it, one, the link was wrong. Two, it was images all filled with white people. Oh, wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And if you scroll down, we had these articles for the Black community and Amplify Black Voices, that actually led to a blog article that pointed to other resources for mindfulness led by Black people, which we Mm -hmm. unfortunately don't have in our app. And even though these are competitors, we wanted to highlight them and not make it about us. So (laughs) as this campaign was going out, I was like, oh no, the link is wrong. We need to make a redirect. But also, do we want to point people to this? Is this the first thing we want to point people to? Um, So we actually reordered the content pieces to move the two articles up. Up, yes. And put our stuff at the bottom. Because really, this campaign wasn't about us. It was about the Black community and how we want to help them. Yeah. Good lessons learned. I really appreciate the insights into the way that you all had to think through that. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to learn from things, you know, like this is part of the the program, you know, not just our relationship to our fellow humans, but also our, you know, relationship to emails, like mistakes happen. It's just, we as a culture, we, there's a lot of growing about how to make a good mistake, you know, and how to own it and then how to grow from it, you know? And I think that's a place of maturity for all of us, but it it seems like maybe there's some growth there. So this is just great. I was really impressed with it. I I felt it was super appropriate. It feels both in brand, but more somber. So one of the things that we've done in some of my design agency work is work on like voice and tone, but you can also do it with aesthetics where it's a quad graph and you look at like 
What is your response to something when it needs to be somber? What is your response to something when it, when you've made a mistake? What is your response to something when you want to be fun and upbeat? You know, and, and there can be variation in your language because it's not appropriate to have an, like really good emails has a really cheeky kind of silly voice. We can't use that right now. Like we need to tone it down for a minute, you know, and just relax and be the compassionate and caring and empathetic people that we are. And then in time when when there's some movement here, we can bring back some of that humor. And as usual, we walk a thin line. Like humor so often is about comparing or creating contrast or things like that. And we always need to be careful about creating the wrong kind of contrast, right? So we've been called out many times. <laughs> it's like, oh, shoot, we didn't realize that. Thank you for giving us that insight. We'll keep doing better. So I appreciate the way you all move through this. You all are killing it. You're doing a great job. One of the things I wanted to call out, a lot of you feel like your teams are tiny and there's nothing you can do. And Sue is a great example of two people on this massive, like all these needs are doing incredible work. And one of the reasons, or one of the ways I think they're doing it, and Sue, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've created a really elegantly simple set of things to send out. So in other words, I don't see totally wildly new stuff coming out of Calm's emails all the time. They're consistent. They're always helpful. The content is changing, but the content framing is staying essentially the same. And so in other words, you create kind of a constraint around what you know you can consistently, elegantly produce again and again and again. And so like if you, if anybody feels like their team is too small, then figure out what kind of constraint they need to put on their emails, their output, their scope to maintain quality. Does that line up with the way that you think yeah, about this absolutely. as well? I and the calm organization as a whole believe on running lean. We believe in mm. the power of smart, efficient people. And right. I was a team of one for a good while for the, my first year. And so what I did was okay, I need to create all these automations, all these one-offs. I'm one person. I don't have a dedicated design team. We actually had one designer at that time for the entire Calm organization. So mm. I worked with a contractor to design modules for me, predefined modules that fit our product specs so that I can basically mix and match on my own. And right. I had, luckily, he's a great talented developer that was able to create clean code for me I'm not the best mm. developer. I can read and understand a few things, but he sure. commented out sections that said, this is where daily comms start. This is where daily comm ends. This is where the thick border starts. This is where the thick border I ends. I love that. So I can literally copy, paste, and create brand new emails That's right. on my own. Yeah. I love it. Learning so much. I really enjoy these episodes where I get to learn a lot. <laughs> this is fantastic. Thanks so much, Sue. It's been another great Feedback Friday episode, and you've really helped make it that. As usual, I feel like I need to end it on a low note of a bad joke. <laughs> so let's see what I can figure out here today. I think the top one here, do you know why ghosts love elevators? Because it lifts their spirits. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cute one. Oh, uh, that feels good. Yeah, I'm a dad. It's just it's so gross and bad. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> but keep them coming. All right. 
Well, Sue, it's been a really good time having you here. I think you've got some awesome stuff going on this weekend. You're going and hitting the mountains. You want to tell everybody about that? Uh, So every weekend I've been training for going up to Mount Whitney, which is the highest peak in the continental U.S. When things were like locked down because of COVID, I actually had to put on my 40 pound pack and take like a 10 mile walk around the city. (laughs) (laughs) That's so So, great. uh, I looked a little crazy there, but I get to go out to the mountains this weekend. Fantastic. Well, report back and let us know how it goes. Have a wonderful weekend. And everybody else, stay safe out there and keep supporting our uh, Black brothers and sisters who are fighting hard for the equality they deserve. All right. Love y'all. Ciao, ciao. When you're ready, close your eyes. Bring full attention to this very moment. 